serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy Monday. This portion of the program is brought to you by Parker and Sons Plumbing Electrical, two-time winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. All right, still to come one hour from now, midterm mayhem. Mayhem. The madness, the mayhem that is the 2022 midterm election. You believe we have to go through another one of these things? We have to just yeah, it's just never ending. <laughs> just, no, right? Never, ever, ever ending. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, aren't you out there in uh, Casa Grande? I am, right around there, yes. What do you call you, the place you Valley live Valley of the Dirt people. Okay. We recognize ourselves. Okay. VOD, Val- <laughs> Valley of Dirt. Let me ask you a quick question at that. Since you actually live there, what's the consensus on how you say the name of that city? Oh, good question. Yeah. Okay. Is that so? In Casa Grande, everyone calls it Casa Grande. Yeah. Casa Grande. Then case closed. Because since I have lived here, that place has been called a million different things. It's true. It's true. Nobody seems to, you know, zero in on. This is and, how you and it's funny it. because nobody, like, everybody just kind of accepts whatever you want to call it. Like, yeah. some people say Casa Grande, eh, whatever. Some people say Casa. It's like potato, potato. Yeah, yeah. but if you're if you're a native of the Valley of the Dirt people, yeah. it is Casa Grande. That's what we call it. So out now there, we've we got the Casa Grande Grand <laughs> Elementary School District. They've got an idea. Their idea is a four-day school week. So three-day weekends are the new normal now for students and families out in Casa Grande, Elementary school district. They should want to go back to school. It's an interesting idea. Why? Really Why did they do it? We're gonna we're gonna tell you that right now. We're joined by the principal uh, out there, Jeff Lavender, principal of uh, boy, I can't pronounce that. It's Casa Grande Elementary School District. How you doing, Mister Principal? How are you today? I'm doing great today. How are you guys doing? And it's Casa Grande. Casa Grande. Uh, See, Chad? You even live there. Oh, we have a differing of a people You know what? Here. Where I live, we all call it Casa Grande. So okay. It's yeah, grand and indeed. It's, it's the Valley of the Dirt People. But I live in Arizona City. I'm the city. principal of. I'm, I live in Arizona City, so we're, we're a little different, you guys. We're, you're our rival. Tell us the school you're a principal of again. It's Vilago Middle School here in Casa Grande. Okay. So, three-day weekends, four-day school days. Why are you guys doing that? What What's the reasoning behind it? Because it's pretty interesting. Well, certainly the driving force for this decision was teacher uh, recruitment and retention. We have had uh, some very difficult uh, times the last few years hiring highly qualified and certified teachers to go into our classrooms. Uh, last year at this time, we had, uh, I think it was 17 classrooms without uh, teachers in there that we had substitutes, our district office personnel subbing in those classrooms. Some of them we were waiting for teachers to arrive that we had hired outside of the country. Uh, and so it's, it's not the way to start a school year without the teachers in there because we know uh, we set the tone for the school day in the first 10 days of the year. This year we have one classroom, a third grade classroom, one of our elementary schools that does not have a certified teacher. So it really, you know, our number one driving is certainly teacher retention and and, um, hiring qualified staff. We hired 67 new teachers this year. Only four were new to the teaching profession. So is it is it four day school days now or have you voted on that and that's coming later? No, we started the four day. We're in week three right now. Week three of four day uh, school days. 
Yes, sir. So we had uh, two four-day weeks, and then last Friday, uh, the uh, the 5th, the staff worked on Friday. We Our staff is working one Friday a month doing professional development, and I spent a, a couple hours with them really diving into the notion of what is collective efficacy and how all of us work together can improve student achievement. And, and these are things that we just not have had the opportunity to do in previous years because uh, we're constantly scrambling, finding people. And so that extra time this last Friday was so beneficial for us hmm. uh, to really look forward and what how we how we need to focus this year and raise in academic achievement. How are the teachers taking it? Was it a welcomed idea of like, yes, this sounds like something we can get behind? Uh, I would imagine it would be because it's not like you say, all right, here's the deal. You're working four days a week, but you're going to work from seven in the morning till six o'clock at night. So it had to be. I, I feel like it had to be a welcomed idea. Well, we surveyed our teachers last spring, and ninety our employees, ninety uh, percent of them were in favor of the idea of the four day week. Uh, we also did some community surveys with parents, uh, students, and seventy two percent of the community was in support of it. And so that was really one of the arguments that we made when it went to our board because it was a three to two vote when our governing board voted for this in early April. Was hey, if ninety percent of the employees are looking at seventy two percent of the community, you're representing the community, uh, we really recommend that you go forward with this. And they did, and now we're putting the plans and driving forward. All right, a four-day school week. We're being joined by Jeff Lavender, principal of Villago Middle School at Casa Grande. Uh, and it seems that uh, this is uh, week three or so. Four-day weeks. Okay, four-day school weeks. So how are the, I'm sure the kids were probably kind of excited about it, but the parents may be another story. First of all, worried, are the kids going to get enough schooling? Secondly, what am I going to do with the kids on a day off when I have to work? Yes, sir. Um you know, certainly there were some concerns when uh, the community went to this about that. Our Boys and Girls Club down here has really stepped up to provide uh, Friday activities for students to go to. Our long-range planning is to look to be able to provide uh, enrichment-type activities for students to come in. This could be a way for some of our, our teachers as well to pick up some extra uh finances by volunteering to come in on Fridays. Uh, You know, I'm at the middle school, so these kids are a little bit more independent uh, than the elementary students, obviously. Uh, You know, one of the uh, concerns down here is our high school is five days a week, and so we're not on the same high school. uh, Our high school district's on five days a week, so we're not on the same calendar. But it has really not been a huge issue with with parents finding a place for their student, their children to be on Fridays. Uh, there's there, there's some really good activities. Our city of Casa Grande has really stepped up their efforts as well in supporting the Boys and Girls Club. So, with the four day school week, are the hours Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday longer than normal? Yes, sir. When we when we implemented this, uh, we extended our school day uh, thirty minutes a day. That's it. We start at eight thirty, and we get out at four. And then we were going to have early release every Wednesday this year, and dismiss at one forty-five. We are now we don't have any early release days this year. So thirty minutes a day. That's it. That's yes, sir. It. That's yeah. Um, I talked to my wife about this very briefly before I left the house. She was a, a teacher for almost 30 years. You know, she said if you could discipline yourself on Friday, if you're a teacher, 
Um, that's where you could do a lot of the grading. But in my, well, I'll tell you this. I've been married to a teacher for 10 years. They don't have a day off. You know, she never no, had Saturday off. She never had Sunday off. She, there was always something to do. There was always something to grade. There was, so are, are these teachers, are they getting, is it like a little less work for them? Or is it, well, they're still working seven days a week. It's just three of them aren't in the classroom. You know, I, the workload's not going to change. Uh, teaching is a grind, and they have a lot of things going on. What it is allowing them to do is go a little bit deeper in some of their planning of lessons and, and really highlighting what are the very important standards that have to be taught and how do we most effectively do it. And so it's it's we have to be we're being more strategic and and how we're how we're teaching our students and that because you're right we've taken uh, some valuable minutes away from our students this year but we believe by focusing on instruction focusing on these things and giving teachers the time to breathe and plan and think things through provide quality feedback to students because these are the things that get lost gatos uh when um when teachers are in that grind is a lot of times kids do things and they don't get uh, quality feedback from students or sometimes they're being given things just this busy time rather than really challenging them and see these are the things now that we really have to focus on is making sure our students are getting the feedback they need and getting the high quality instruction they need so this was our trade-off to the teachers when in this is hey the four-day week comes with these higher expectations for instruction and, and, uh, and, and being think, more proactive. You think the last te- couple of years with COVID, it's been really reactive. You think the teachers are more re-energized because of the four-day school week? Oh, yeah. You can, you can see it. I mean, it's early, but you, there, there's a there's a hip in their there's a hop in their step hmm. this year. Uh, they're excited. Uh, they're ready to get to it after some uh, down years with COVID and things like that. Unfortunately, you know, I tell people we're dealing with more COVID cases now in July of 22 <sighs> than we did in July of 21 or July in 20 when we weren't even on campus. We were shut down and, and doing distance learning from home all the way up to October of that year. Oh, so. COVID is still down and we're still having to deal with it. It's unfortunate. We have three staff that are out completely this week uh, because of it. And, um, but they're excited and they're ready to move forward and make a great year out of it. All right. Jeff Lavender, principal of Vilago Middle School, Casa Grande, Chad, elementary school district. Hey, uh, Mr. Principal, thanks, man. Appreciate your time. Good luck. Well, Gatos, tell your wife if she's ready to come back to teaching, we'd love to have her down here in Casa Grande. Show her the money. Show her the money. Yes, absolutely. All right. We'll show her the money. People. Thanks, man. See you later. Hey, you guys have a great day, and thank you for uh, highlighting this. Appreciate it. It's interesting. We're going to talk about this a little later. Does it re-energize teachers? He is saying, hey, we were down so many teachers last year. We threw this. Hey, how about four days? Maybe that's a, I don't know. I, I'm with you, Chad. The parent thing of where I put my kid is going to be a big one. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. All right. Coming up next. Olivia Newton-John passes away today. Oh, part of my childhood is dead. Chad wasn't the greatest fan of Grease, but Becky Lynn and I loved it. I actually sang with her on the show about uh, eight years ago, six years ago. I can't do math. Seven years ago? Five years ago. Is it only five? You weren't even close. You you kept going in the wrong direction. I can't wait to see the price is right with you. I'm hurting. I'm hurting today. We're going to talk about that next, the Gatos and Chad show. 
the Gatos Big Q poll question. Brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. All right, every day I hop on the Mike Broomhead Show at 8.50, and I debut the Gatos uh, Big Q. Go to KTAR.com. Here's the question. What's the number one issue for Arizona's next governor? Education? Border? Economy? Or D, not the 2020 election. <laughs> I would say, uh, well, economy is always going to lead the way in some way, shape, or form. Uh, water would have been a huge one as well. Uh, I would just go probably go economy. Border, 46%. Yeah, you can't do anything with the border. No. What do you do with economy? You, you, can do, you can do some things, obviously, in Arizona with economy. Education, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, but water, it's weird, man. It's going to be the big one over the next few years. I know it sounds boring, but it's going to be a big one. And, you know, the economy, you can, because there's a reason, you know, uh, whether you dislike this or not, he's mm-hmm. definitely fostered a climate of uh, of being very business friendly, which has driven many businesses to go, hey, we're going to leave where we're at and we're coming over here because we see opportunities and we see a, a decent, you know, standard of living for the people. We see pretty darn good house prices, even, you know, now compared to a lot of other places. So you definitely fostering that is is a is a good idea, uh, but the border you can't do anything on the border. You're nah. not the feds. Nah, you can't do anything. All right, it's the Gatos Big Q brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Uh, one of the big news stories today: uh, Olivia Newton John passed away, seventy three years did. old. Man, wow. um, Greece is the word. Greece is the word. I got to sing with her in two thousand seventeen. Because you know, like you know this about me, I do. I, you, you know I can't sing. No, but when a singer comes on, I always ask them. Like you're, I mean, it doesn't matter who it is. I always ask. Like, what was it? A couple. What, what was it, uh, Pablo? A couple Halloweens ago. Who did who did I sing with? The, the Ghostbusters guy, Ray Parker. Ray Jr. Parker Jr. and I sang uh, Ghostbusters. Fantastic. Now I can't. I can't carry a tune for my life. But it's always my dream to just sing with these big, uh, these big stars. Here's uh, 2017 Olivia Newton-John on the show, and uh, uh, you know, I I saw that I I I love Greece. I saw it when I was five years old, three times in a week. I begged my mother to keep taking me. So weird. I know it's so what funny. Was like, hey guys, <laughs> and my mother's like, okay, shut up, I'll take you. Uh, and I told uh, Olivia, uh, I called her Olivia. We were because you guys are that tight. Uh, and here's me just uh, singing with her. Uh, I really loved her. I really did. Olivia Newton-John is joining us. What would it take for you to make my lifelong dream come true and have a little duet? What song are you thinking about? My dream has come true. I really hit that last note, Chad. Uh, yeah. I really it. hit it. You hit the body. I hit the body. You hit the note. I really hit that last note. You it- ran into the note like it was a house and Anne, <laughs> <laughs> Anne Hayes was driving. She was fun. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Full stop. Coming up next. Becky's laughing so hard. She is in really bad shape. Yeah, she is. Oh, my goodness. (sighs) We're going to hold up the headlines. Becky Lynn's got her 3.30 newscast. We're going to interrupt, give our take on the day's top stories. Holding up the headlines next. Arizona's news station. News station. 
KTAR on air, 92.3 FM, online at KTAR.com and streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic now. Oh, it's 3.30 and you know what that means. Well, Becky Lynn has her 3.30 newscast. It's not normal newscast. You ready to interrupt? I am. Becky Lynn, what do you have? We're holding up the headlines. Here's our top story. KTAR eyes on education. The Uvalde school shooting that shocked the nation earlier this year means safety is top of mind as a new school year gets underway. KTAR's Luke Forstner is live now in the news center with how one district is taking action. And Becky Lynn, kids are heading back to the classroom if they haven't begun already, and schools are taking measures to increase safety. Juan Madrano, assistant superintendent with the Cartwright Elementary School District in Phoenix, explains how they've stepped up security. We've ordered lockdown magnets for all of our doors to go into a quick lockdown. We're also exploring other technologies, giving our students a, an avenue to anonymously report information. He adds they're training employees at all positions in the district and are thoroughly vetting any visitors. Visitors. Live from the News Center, Luke Forstner, KTAR News. Holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. I'm so sad that our money has to go towards that. Yeah. You know, we, it's got to go towards certain locks. It's got to go towards, you know, all this stuff. And you wish that it could just go towards paying the teachers because we don't do that here in Arizona. But at the same time, you've got to take those precautions and you've got to figure out how to keep that school safe. Um, and, you know, if, it, if it's these certain magnets and locks, and you have to do it because if you don't do it and something happens... You're going to kick yourself, and you're going to wonder, you're going to watch what happens, and the lawsuits will come in, and people are going to die. The other side of it is, too, some of that money, you know, besides paying teachers, is maybe paying some mental health professionals to deal with some of these kids before they get to the point where they want to take out their pain on the world. Right. And we don't, we, you know, we have a, a teacher shortage, but we also have a public... The uh, counselors. The, the counselors, but also uh, the officers. Yeah. School Very, resource office. Exactly. All right, we're holding up the headlines. Starting today, Phoenix police officers will see a bump in their next paycheck, thanks to Phoenix City Council. Phoenix Mayor Kate Gallego tells the Gatos and Chad Show the council voted for all officers to get at least an additional $20,000 a year, and that goes into effect today. We are really excited about the response we've been getting. People are telling us they want to join the city of Phoenix and we're getting more and more people signing up to be recruited. For example, this raise will bring a starting grade officer salary from $48,000 a year to more than $72,000. This comes as the department is facing ongoing staffing shortages. You know, we, when we talked to Gallego in the two o'clock hour, Chad, you raised a really good question to her. Yes, the $20,000 bump is good, are you bringing the right people in, though? Yeah. Explain that. Yeah, you, you, you know, you've got to have the people that have a passion for, for this gig, who want to do this gig, regardless of the pay. And it, because otherwise, you know, you don't want somebody who's kind of half-assing it because they get a nice paycheck. Because the reality is this is a 24-7 job. It's going to eat into your life. Uh, but you've got to have that passion for it. If you bring the wrong people in, we've seen what happens, not only here, but nationwide. And it gets ugly. And we're seeing that in schools right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I was talking to a teacher over the weekend. Um, there's a, a, a kid who graduated high school, does, didn't go to college, uh, decided, well, maybe I'll go and teach, and is just getting eaten alive in the first two weeks. We don't have quality, qualified teachers there. Think about if we don't have qualified police officers. We're holding up the headlines. 
Valley can see some thunderstorms this afternoon and tonight. But Gabriel O'Hara with the National Weather Service says tomorrow night after sundown could bring some heavy rain and maybe some flash flooding. There also can be other days the rest of the week for better coverages for thunderstorm activity, uh-huh. but we're a little bit uncertain as to what days uh-huh. the rest of the week could be more active. So far, the Valley's uh-huh. official rain gauge at Sky Harbor's had 1.1 inches of rain during the monsoon, but a lot of areas have had more than two to three inches of rain since June 15th. Is it even 100 degrees out today? 103? Oh, yeah, yeah it's, it's, that's our high. It's 100. Big deal. Got 100, 101. That's, that's not nothing. Bad. Not bad. Um, we are, I, I know I sound like a broken record. This is the most mild summer I've ever seen yeah. in Arizona in 25, 27 years. Tell you what, though. on When it comes to the monsoons out where I live, you can... It is a clock that is precise. Right around 5 o'clock, Interesting. we see it rolling in, and it happens night in and night out. And we, we see the wind start to pick up. We go inside, and within 10 minutes, it starts to arrive. It is so weird. Yeah. You're in that part of Arizona that gets a ton of action. Because last night, there was a lot of rain in a lot of different parts uh, of the valley. And I was I went and picked my wife up from the airport. Uh, she went to see our son in, in Texas, and... Um, you know, we were we were driving out of the airport. I'm like, I'm glad you I'm glad you landed because look up there, and the whole sky was lighting up. We're holding up the headlines. Arizona votes. Republican candidate for governor Carrie Lake made her presence known among fellow Republicans at the CPAC convention. At the Republican event, Lake tried to distinguish herself from traditional Republicans. We drove a stake through the heart of the McCain machine. She also made a slight nod to Governor Doug Ducey's program to bus undocumented migrants from Arizona to D.C., calling it a cute photo op. Keep bashing McCain. Keep doing it because you're going to get moderate Republicans that look at you and say, I'm not voting for you. You're going to get independents that look at you and say, you know, that's not that's not. John McCain's been dead for a long time. Yeah. He's been gone for a long time. And, you know, if you're Carrie Lake and you think the guy was a traitor and he was awful and all that kind of, I just, I don't know what to go, I don't really know where to go with, like, with you on that. What does he have that? to do with today's world Nothing. at this moment Nothing. in time? Not a thing. Not a thing. Continue to campaign backwards and watch what happens. What, what was it on Friday that she wanted to do was bring the party together? You're just turning people off in your, and I can't really say your own party because it's not really the Republican Party. We've got two parties. We've got the MAGA Party and we've got conservatives. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah that's fair to say. You're turning conservatives who like John McCain, you know, you're turning them off. Yeah. And if that's how you want to, if that's how you want to campaign, you're going to lose. Uh, we're holding up the headlines. Okay, I don't want to scare you, but oh no, you might want to stock up on beer. A shortage of suds. That's what breweries are predicting in the weeks ahead. Not because beer is in short supply, but because the carbon dioxide gas used to make beer, the foam, the shelf life, the production and packaging, even the taps at your local pub all come from CO2. A Mississippi supplier of the vital gas shut down in July, leaving breweries in a bind with shipping delays. Major companies have the technology to siphon off the gas during the fermentation process, but many craft breweries don't. And experts say the fallout could be less beer kegs to go around. Derek Dennis, ABC News. The 20-something me would have screamed. The craft breweries. No more apple chestnut (laughs) beer for you. Football season is coming up. I'm still more of a wine guy. There you go. Again, again, (laughs) Olivia Newton-John, Grease and Wine. That's all I'm going to say. That's it. Uh, But, you know, the the craft breweries are the ones that are going to have issues. The big ones are going to be fine. You're still going to be able to get your paps. (laughs) I like vodka, too. (laughs) With the potato. (laughs) 
You a beer person, Becky Lynn? No, not really. No, honestly. you a Chardonnay kind of gal? Yeah, more more that. Yeah, yeah I, I'm with you there. But, you know, yeah. football Chardonnay. season and beer kind of go together. There's nothing wrong with a good Chardonnay show. So, uh, All right, every day at 3.30, Becky Lynn reads the news. We hold up the headlines. That's how we roll at 3.30. Uh, it's called holding up the headlines. So, coming up next, uh, we've got, uh, remember, midterm mayhem at 4.05. The madness, the mayhem that is the 2022 midterm election every day at 4.05. But up next, are you uh, are you saving 100 bucks a month now on gas compared to its peak? Next. Arizona's news station. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. A mashup of news, information, and entertainment. The Gatos and Chad Show, 2 till 6. Da-da-da-da. Hey, uh, make sure you subscribe to Get Us a Chat Show Podcast. Subscribe right now. Your iPhone, your Android, never miss any of the shows. Get Us a Chat Show Podcast brought to you by Carol Royce, Carol Williams, Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to carolhasthebuyers.com, carolhasthebuyers.com. All right, so uh, I filled up uh, the gas tank this week. It's getting better. Did you? It's getting better. It really is getting better. I mean, I don't know. I- I'm saving... Do you have any real idea how much you're saving? I mean, I remember I was getting up to 95 bucks. I get to put the expensive stuff in it, fortunately. You know, now it's in the 70s. Uh, so <laughs> it's still super high, but it's not 95. Like no. the highest I got was, I think, 100. And now I'm getting around 70, 75. So that's really, really good. It's, no, it's not. It's awful and it's horrible. And it is not, not as really bad as good. it was. That's all well, I'm saying. I mean, that's, you know, it's like. <laughs> That's like saying, hey, we went 1-15 in 15 this year, guys, but we are on 16 last year. Both of those suck. <laughs> well, I mean, the average family is now saving 100 bucks a month. That's, that's not bad. Again, I'm not saying gas prices are good. I'm saying they're better. That's hard to argue with, right? Goldman Sachs uh, reported today they expect gas prices to at least stay between 440 and about 470 mm. through all of next it's year. Still bad, but it's better. And the supplies are tight. Look, it's better. It's great that it's coming down. Fantastic. Mm. Uh, it's still not two bucks. No, no, no. It's not going to be two bucks. It's still not two fifty. No. Uh, wise man, uh, what do you got for uh, gas prices in the valley? Uh, in Arizona, in total, it's four twenty nine. Okay. In Phoenix, today four nineteen, which is almost exactly a dollar cheaper than a month ago. That sounds about right. And if you. Would have come out to the Valley of the Dirt people. <laughs> uh, just to let you know, three thirty-five. Yeah. Uh, you know, I paid three like seventy today or something this morning. My wife was in Texas uh, visiting uh, our son, and gas prices are in the threes there. Yeah. I mean, isn't it a real question? Like, okay, why are we so high? And everybody always wants to blame Biden. I think that's that's fine. Can't blame Ducey either. Well, what can he do? I don't know. Nothing. What can Biden do? Not, what do, can Ducey do? I, I'm just saying. Here's I'd the thing. Like to blame Biden people. can, as the feds, you could stop making it impossible and, and unbusiness friendly for our companies to want to do business here, to want to drill and do anything. And when it comes to things like building, if Ducey says today, I'd love to build a pipeline from El Paso mm-hmm. and New Mexico's on board with it. The feds are going to come in and say, no chance you're going to do this. We're going to sue you to stop you think that's what they're going to say, or that they've already said no, that? No, they'll say, let's see here. Let's go look at the pipelines they've shut down or tried to shut down. Hmm. You know, that's But, I mean, not- we say it all the time. I mean, gasoline all over the world is high. It's yeah. not just here. It's no. not just here. No. I no. was in London. They hate the gas prices there. Yeah, they do. I was but there a couple months ago. They're also built for 
travel on trains in a much better way. We're not. We're a society that drives. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it would be much different if we were a society that was built on public transport. But we're a society that loves our cars. Oh, there's no doubt. Especially in Arizona. Yeah. Uh, You know, I mean, we drive everywhere here. That's why it hurts so much. You know, our gas prices are top five in the country. I got just like I'm sure you do. I got plenty of friends that live in New York. They're like, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel care. It. I don't care. I, yeah. take, I take the train. I got a buddy who hasn't driven a car in 25 years. Yeah. Yeah. He and, lives in New York. He takes a subway everywhere, takes a cab or an Uber wherever he needs to go. Uh, you know, he, he doesn't need anything like that. So when I lived in London, man, I would go weeks and weeks and months. Take the two. Ever, take, yeah, take the two. Yeah. Take, it was easy to hop on a bus because they're everywhere. It is, we're not that. Mm-mm. We're not that. We are a driving society. So we're you and we're a consumption society. But when you have a chance to do everything for yourselves and you outsource some of it, Thinking where we're going to save the environment when we're really not. Mm. We're not saving the environment. As long as China and emerging countries like India and, 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 you know, Africa, emerging, you know, continents are going to continue to do what they're doing, we're saving squadoosh. Isn't that a funny thing? I, I think that's a, I think that's a good point. You can talk about saving the environment all you want here in America. But if we have other countries that don't care, that that will will completely ignore anything that is going to be good for the environment. It doesn't matter what we do here. No, it matters. If the rest of the planet doesn't want to go along with it, you know, this small part of the world called America, that we're not going to make a big dent in in climate change. And you're going to consume so much, and that's what. Yeah, but here's the thing: Would you rather have us doing it, where we can control it and we can regulate it in a much safer, better way, and where we're actually trying to care about the environment, as opposed? Do you think China's really caring right now that they're in Africa, just tearing that place apart, getting all the things they possibly can? They don't care. They don't. No, they don't. And so there you go. Enjoy it. Uh, but the reality is simply this. If it stays up four and a half, five bucks here and there, and, and again, we never know what's going to happen in any one of these days where some, you know, crazy nation pops off. Next thing you know, it's up to seven dollars right. a gallon. Yeah. You know, so it's. Well, about, I don't know, somewhere between 50 and 60 days, we've had a drop in prices, which is good. Still way too high, but it's better than being higher. Yeah. National average price of gas expected to dip under four dollars this week. Woo! Party! I know. You gotta celebrate the little things in this world now. <laughs> Coming up next, midterm mayhem. Mayhem. The madness, the mayhem that is the 2022 election. Well, first he doesn't like Carrie Lake. Now he's endorsed her. Was he lying to us before? Talking about Ducey next.